you guys. You're listening to Millennials at the Movies. I'm Amy. And I'm Novi. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yay. We've had a lot of fun doing our Thanksgiving bonus episode, and we decided to do it again for Christmas, this time with 100% fewer people getting banged by turkeys. <laughs> We're covering two of our favorite Christmas-themed TV shows. Later on, we'll be talking about Santa Bear's high-flying adventure. We'll put a timestamp in the notes. But you should stick with us for now because we're covering your pick, a supernatural episode called A Very Supernatural Christmas. Yay. <laughs> According to Google Movies, Sam and Dean hunt down the anti-Santa who is crawling down chimneys and kidnapping victims. Sam can't accept that this will be the last Christmas he'll spend with his brother. It's streaming on Netflix, DirecTV, and Sling. And Rotten Tomatoes doesn't have scores for this episode alone, but critics give the full season an 88, and the audience gives it a 95. Ooh. Wow. I want, I'm, now I'm curious to go look at all of the ratings for all of the seasons to see which ones are top favorites for both critics and the audience. And we'll see I what did, we think look, later. The oldest ones were higher than newer ones were higher when they're around <laughs> season seven or eight, it kind of dips a little. And I think that would be true for any season or TV show. Yeah. Any TV show that goes on for this long, I'm surprised it even went back up in the newer stuff, honestly, but I was we'll just see. excited from the very mm-hmm. beginning because I have this old Christmas tape of shows that were broadcast on network television that my parents illegally recorded in 1987. <laughs> and they always opened with that logo of the word special swirling in a circle with that drum playing. And this opened with that and it gave me so much nostalgia. <laughs> And I'm so happy it meant something to you because it literally meant nothing to me because my parents are Armenian and so they didn't watch any of that shit on TV. So neither did I. Um, well, the second but, show that we're covering actually started with that logo. So, oh, Yay, nostalgia and coincidence. Um, well, I'm glad. At least there's a, a good start to this because I chose my favorite TV show pretty much of all time and... You could, you know, hate every second of it, but at least I know you enjoyed the first, like, two seconds, if nothing else. (laughs) I know it's one of your favorite TV shows of all time. I have never seen a full episode of Supernatural, not even Scooby Natural, and I love Scooby-Doo. Yeah, and I actually haven't seen Scooby Natural either because I stopped watching for a while and I can't wait to go back to rewatching, and this was a fun episode to, like, jump back in with. And so, yeah, um... Dean's last Christmas. Okay, it it went on for like I don't know what fifteen seasons or some shit. So clearly, it's not his last Christmas. Spoiler alert. Um, it's one of his last days on Earth because they die a million trillion times each. But um, the fun thing about this is that I'm just making you jump into an episode with no background story on what's happening why is dean dying why is this his last christmas and to be honest i don't remember so (laughs) it's fun um but i do um i love that each of their episodes begins with a story that has nothing to do with them at the start you know um because we see a grandpa coming to visit his grandson and the grandson, of course, immediately hugging him and saying, did you bring me presents? Because, you know, that's what Christmas is all about. So, um, you know, he's only excited to see grandpa because gifts. But um, so, you know, like, I feel like 
I guess I could just have you tell me, you know, something bad's going to happen with this family, right? Because it's not Sam and Dean. So, well, it's, it's got to be. In basically every hour long show, if you see a character you've never seen before and mm. before the credits roll in Buffy or <laughs> yeah. Criminal Minds or Law and Order, that person is going to end up not in a good place. Yeah. And Grandpa ends up in not a good place, specifically the chimney. Well, I know so. you do some <laughs> stupid shit to make your kids believe in Santa. I mean, I've done it too. But. Mm. He dresses up as Santa Claus and deliberately makes it so the kid sees him. How yeah. did he anticipate that whole thing ending? I mean, I know he didn't think he was going to get murdered through a chimney. <laughs> uh-huh. But did he think he was just going to walk out the door and blow his covers? Did he think he was going to go back upstairs? How did he uh-huh. anticipate the kid ending the situation still That's believing in Santa Claus? Yeah. Oh, you're, uh, something's wrong with your chimney, so I'm just gonna head out through the front door, kid. Merry yeah, Christmas. Take your car home. <laughs> it's fine. He won't mind. I'm Santa. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea what he was thinking. The parents and grandparents apparently do weird things. Just Photoshop Santa into your living room. It works. Um, <laughs> just leave a hat next to the cookies or yeah. like next to the chimney and he's mm-hmm. like look Santa dropped his hat yeah. I've used that use it dude um, just take a bite of the cookies and drink some of the milk I think that works too at least in movies and TV shows it does I've never had kids <laughs> Um, speaking of stupid decisions though mm-hmm. the chimney there's a shaking on the roof and the chimney starts to drop little pellets yeah don't look up the chimney in that situation no never i'm not anticipating that a monster will eat me it could be a burglar or in my old house we had a chimney and these birds even though we had a blockage would get in through the chimney Mm. and even in a reality where crampus doesn't exist Mm. this dude gets dive bombed by a terrified pigeon and loses an eye (laughs) yeah I was going to say, it, it could just be an animal. Just leave it. Just leave it. Go back to bed. It's. I'm not saying just leave it. You could call, like, animal control or just step back so the animal can get itself free and you can let it out the door. Every time yeah. you have a bird, you just have to, like, get it out the door once it finally fully gets in. <laughs> but it's like those people who stick their faces into the barrel of the gun to try and figure out why the bullet's <laughs> coming out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but see, he doesn't know he's in the horror show. I don't know if I know this is a horror show, but I think it's supposed to be anyway. Um, there we'll get to it. There's some horror shit in this episode, actually. But there yeah, he. Mm-hmm. I was just gonna say he looks up the chimney, and of course, he gets dragged up, and we don't see what it what does it, but you know, Santa probably um <laughs> pulls him up. I mean, if I were Santa, I'd be pissed too that somebody's dressed up as me, pretending to be me, eating my fucking cookies. Fuck you, man. Those were mine. Um and the poor kid sees it happen and that is traumatizing as shit. <laughs> yes. This is when I realized that it's not Krampus though, because I assumed by the uh episode description that it was gonna be a Krampus ripoff. Mm-hmm. But Krampus doesn't care about the adults. He comes to punish the evil children, and this child was okay. So immediately mm-hmm. it was just like not Krampus. However, mm-hmm. they didn't tell us what it was. 
And I'm like, well, until they tell us what it is, I'm going to call it Krampus. And <laughs> it never did. So my notes just say Krampus. <laughs> well, they, I believe, refer to it as Anti-Claus, which sounds like Santa Claus. And I enjoyed that quite a bit. And I don't even say anti, I say anti, like that's just how I pronounce that, but mm-hmm. anti-clause is wonderful. Um, yeah, we, uh, I just, I enjoy anytime, and again, this is like, if you've seen the show, you see it a lot, like Sam and Dean are always finding these like monsters and stuff that it's just like, are you fucking kidding me? And still, I mean, I know this is an early season. It's just season three, but still they had to have seen some weird shit already. So I love that Dean is just like, what? No, Santa's not real. He's not real. He doesn't have a brother because he's not real. It's like. That made me so angry. (laughs) That's just, that's Dean. I don't even think that he doesn't believe it. I think he has to make smart-ass comments and be, try to be funny and also give Sam a hard time. I think that's all it is. Because there's no way he's still questioning if something can exist. Yeah, and I hadn't seen this show, so I was wondering, like, is he really that much of the Velma? But it's just like, <laughs> this is like the 52nd episode. So they mm-hmm. have to have seen like 51 other things that were not okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So why is he being such a dismissive butthole about <laughs> logical Christmas demons? Like, because I told you, I immediately thought of Krampus. If all these other things are real, Krampus could be real. You don't fucking know. Uh, like, it's not so far-fetched. It's really not. And that was my thing, too. It was just like, really, Dean? Because he even says, like, what can you possibly tell me that would be crazy? Like, because they've seen everything. And then he tells him that it's like, yeah, that's crazy. And it's just like, I don't think you actually think that. I think you're just giving him a hard time. Yeah. Do you see Sam's face when he does, though? Like, of course, he's giving him a hard time. <laughs> How could you resist? Um, but yeah, um, I think this is one of the saddest supernatural episodes, but also one of the fun- funniest ones. Because um, there's a moment before we see any of the child flashback scenes where um, Dean says that, you know, Santa doesn't exist. And Sam says, yeah, I know you're the one who told me in the first place, remember? And I was like, oh man, Dean must have been such a dick and been like, you know, an asshole kid who was just like, no, Stan is not real just to rub it in his face. But then we see what actually happened. And I'm like, wow, he wasn't actually being an asshole about it. He was just being honest with Sam for the first time. And so when Sam finds out that monsters are real and asks if Santa's real, you don't lie to him about it because you're not lying anymore, you know? Well, he was so disappointed, though. It's like, oh, monsters are real. Is Santa real? It's like, no. It's like, oh. Yeah. But I don't think Dean did it to be an asshole. You know what I mean? Like, he does a lot of things to be an asshole, especially when he was a kid. But that wasn't one of them. He wasn't trying to be a dick to him. It was just like, okay, you're learning everything now. So I'm going to be honest with you about Santa. Santa's not real. (laughs) Yeah. And the flashback scenes, I don't like that as a narrative structure. Mm -hmm. Because in general, they want to show you the audience, one scene in multiple pieces. So you kind of go on a character's emotional journey with them. Mm -hmm. And then this time it's three flashbacks the first one is Sam saying that he doesn't want to do Christmas when Dean asks him to. Mm-hmm. And basically Dean's like, well, we could just hang out and 
at Boston Market. And it's like, no, I don't want to do that. I have no interest yeah. in doing that. And you see a flashback scene of Dean having been parentified by their father, which is super abusive, but also mm-hmm. having the worst temper towards Sam. And then you're just like, well, yeah, you should definitely not be giving up on trying to get him to spend time with you, but he is under no obligation to play happy families with you now. Yeah, especially when their Christmas experiences clearly have not been enjoyable. I mean, for either of them, but like Sam was a baby child who clearly before that point had no idea what the hell was even going on because they wouldn't ever tell him anything. So. But point B was him finding out that monsters were real in the flashback. Yep. And that corresponded to Dean telling him, like, this is my last year that I'm going to be alive and I want to spend the holiday with my brother. <clears throat> yep. And Sam still kind of rejecting him, but feeling a little shitty about it. And I feel yeah. bad for Dean in that one because it's just like... Sam basically tells him, well, you can do all that stuff. I just don't want to do it. And it's like, yeah, but the point was that he wanted to do it with you. Yeah. You think Dean is like, oh, I want to go sit around a Christmas tree by myself. I I don't remember what his example is. Something about molds, cranberry mold or something like that. I I don't even know what that means. (laughs) But something like that's like, do you really think Dean actually is just sitting there like excited to do Christmas things? No, he wants to spend time with you. You are his family. Um, but I also get the third time, which I know you're going to talk about, but like that time it makes sense. And I think they both kind of get each other's side. Well, yes, because the third time was the flashback of Dean basically saying, oh yeah, our dad totally did come home because he loves you, you know, (laughs) lying. And he stole a bunch of presents from someone else to give to Sam to try and give him a Christmas. Yeah. Which is something that no one did for him. Yeah. I, I didn't remember what, what, what specifically happened in this episode. And with the gifts, I thought he had like stolen shit and actually wrapped them up. And then it turns out he didn't even steal gifts and wrap them. He literally stole gifts from under somebody's Christmas tree, which is shitty, but also they had nothing. And I'm sure that kid had a ton of other toys and would be fine. I mean, it's still shitty, but like he tried so hard to be good to Sam and give him everything that he could and to make their dad look good. Yeah, And it just it backfired, but he tried, damn it. Yeah, but that flashback corresponded to Dean getting thrown a small Christmas celebration by Sam for just the two of them. Yeah. And I get the narrative structure, but in theory, Sam did not forget any of these memories. So while we're being told the story in bits and pieces, he already knew the whole story when he said he didn't want to celebrate. So the flashbacks wouldn't have changed his his mind. <laughs> yeah. Like, he already had those details. So what was the point? That's a good point. Maybe it was just like, it wasn't necessarily the flashbacks that made him go, okay, I want to do this. It was just realizing now with Dean telling him like hey this is my last chance like I'm dying and I'd like to spend it with you like straight out telling him that because they have that 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 scene where they sit there on the beds and they both kind of say their their side of it where Dean is saying you know this is my last Christmas and Sam is saying yeah exactly it's your last Christmas I can't just sit around and pretend to be happy and 
maybe that's what did it where he realized that that's why it means so much to Dean. That's why Dean wants to do it. So even though his own feelings were what they were, he decides to do it anyway. Yeah. I will say it was very cute that Dean still wore the stupid, what turtle necklace thing. Oh, I can't even tell you. There's so much with that damn necklace. I don't know what the fuck the, the, the thing is, the symbol is, but it stands for something, and it's so heartbreaking what happens with it in the future. Don't but yes, me. he still wears it. I will not. Maybe I'll make you watch that episode someday, too. <laughs> but yeah, it. I love that. I mean, it wasn't even a gift that was meant for him, but Sam decided to give it to him because he was better to him than their dad ever was. And, like, it means so much to Dean. Family, just in general, means so much to Dean, and I love seeing that. It was very cute. Gee, I wonder who my favorite character is. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Mm. we go back now because they Mm. decided to pretend to be FBI agents. And Uh they're going, okay, well, they all went to this same Santa Claus. (laughs) So we're going to go check that guy out. And the guy was a... Very obviously, like, a drunkard pedophile. Yep. And they said, oh, well, he will smell like candy and walk with a limp. And he smelled (laughs) like candy and walked with a limp. And I'm like, just pedo Santa is too obvious. Like, it's 10 (laughs) minutes into a 45-minute long special. He's not the guy. Yeah. (laughs) We should tell them. Uh, Yeah. So somebody tell them, hey, you can't find it this this quickly. It's only been 10 minutes. We have so much more of an episode to go. I do enjoy that he says that he walks with a limp and he's like, oh, great. Uh, Sam says that. And then Dean says, so we're looking for a pimp Santa. I'm like, that is the perfect way to describe that like image in your head before you see pedo Santa walking with a limp. Yeah. Pimp Santa. (laughs) Yeah. But I also enjoy that they get there and Dean's like, oh, with how much they charge for entry fees, you, you would think that they could have some fake snow around here. And it's like, that's your concern right now. There's people dying, Dean. <laughs> like, you haven't even figured out what's doing it yet. Focus. <laughs> I thought that was actually a good pre-setup because we find out later that the actual big bad of the episode has done mm-hmm. something that makes the weather mild. So mm-hmm. consistently bringing it up in a way where it's just like, why would you say that right now? But yeah. And then you know, it all together was good. I didn't even catch that connection, but you were right. <laughs> but because I I am the Dean and you are the Sam and I don't know any of this lore and I don't pay attention too closely when Sam is telling us about it. So while I paid enough attention to understand what they were saying in the moment, that was as far as I got with it. <laughs> so I didn't connect the previous thing. Yeah, whereas I knew some of the lore before we even started. (laughs) Of course. Uh, But yeah, um, while they're there, the elf, um, Santa's helper elf, uh, she comes over to Sam and Dean and says, can I help escort your child to Santa? And Dean says, oh, no, um, I don't I don't remember the exact line, but he basically says that, you know, his brother Sam has always wanted to. And the poor girl is so flustered. She doesn't know what to say. She's like, um, no kids over the age of 12. (laughs) And then Sam thinking he fixes it, I guess, 
um, says, oh, no, we're just here to watch. And, sweetie, that wasn't Dean's fault. That was your own doing. Don't ever say it. It's like, oh, no, I'm just here at the park just to watch the kids swing. It's fine. It's not a big deal. Well, A, she already works for a pedophile, so I don't see why she finds that strange. That's and true. B, how do they go from imitating FBI agents in one scene to crumbling mm-hmm. freaking morons five <laughs> seconds later? Oh, maybe they thought the girl was pretty. <laughs> she was pretty. She was, yeah. Yeah, that poor girl. But you know what's great is that she just says she basically gets grossed out by it and walks away and doesn't do anything. It's like, so you think these guys are here creeping on the kids and you're just not going to do anything. I guess working for this creep Santa is really fucked for you. You're just like, well, here comes some more pedos. I guess this is just my life now. (laughs) I will do nothing. Poor girl. Because we knew he was a misdirect, I was kind of over him. So Sam and Dean going on a stakeout to watch his trailer. Mm -hmm. not it for me I yeah it I didn't care for the stakeout but I did care for what happens in his trailer um because first of all as they hear girls okay no they see Santa um looking out the window in a very weird way like I don't know what actually he's doing because it still doesn't make sense afterwards when we find out what's going on because he's looking at the fucking sky did he think Santa, the real Santa was going to come down and look into his trailer? What is happening? Well, I believe the video that he had on his TV sounded like it was headed towards, like, a setup for a Santa porn. Yeah, absolutely. Roast my so chestnuts, jiggle my bells. Want, he didn't <laughs> want God or maybe the neighbors <laughs> to see that he was watching a porno. Yeah, and getting fucking high because he had a bong um and and drunk i believe but yeah they they hear a scream which i believe comes from the porn i guess that's how porn works i don't know such a loud scream and to be fair to that guy he wasn't wrong two creeps were staring at him from their fucking impala that's true (laughs) yeah well and then as they're about to you know bust into the trailer um a poor choice of words on my part there bust into the trailer was not on purpose anyway um sam laughs and says to dean oh mr gung-ho christmas might have to blow away santa and i'm like again is this the time boys (laughs) you think this man is killing people and you're standing around making jokes um and then they and then they come in and they see that it's santa trying to get off And he stands up and is just like, what the hell are you guys doing here? And so they start singing Silent Night. Well, Dean starts singing and Sam tries to follow along. And neither of them know any lyrics besides Silent Night. That's it. And it is It's so, so bad. I just enjoy that Santa starts to sing with them and none of them know the lyrics. And it was funny. (laughs) It worked, though. And I just wonder, too, how long would Dean have stood there continuing to sing his little song that he didn't know the lyrics or melody to very well if Sam hadn't grabbed him and pulled him out of the trailer? Yeah, Silent Night was really the wrong choice. If you didn't know the words, you could have gone for something that didn't have a lot of words. 
Jingle bells, yeah. jingle bells. It's very easy. You could literally jingle, jingle, jingle. It's fine. No one gives a shit. It's a fun song. Just sing it however you yeah. want. <laughs> um, <sighs> they're in the wrong place, though, so someone else has to die because of their carelessness. Mm-hmm. Um, they can't do it all, damn it. Comes out from a chimney with an adorable child just He's watching so as he comes out. And I was so disappointed that that kid survived. <laughs> You're so mean. <laughs> I know, but it's just like, he just walked past the kid. Don't kill the kid. <laughs> no, but he's not here for the kids. It's uh, later we find out that that would have been, what, like a snack maybe? It wouldn't have been enough, so why bother? Well, that kid had two parents, and it knocked out one and took the other. Which, if it's trying to feed, doesn't make a lot of logistical sense, but okay. Yeah, I was like, wondering if if Krampus, if that's what we're calling him, um, was like sexist or something because it was always men too. He leaves the mom, takes the dad, took the grandpa. You know. Well, that actually makes a little bit of sense to me, based mm-hmm. on what we find out about Krampus later and the structure of how it feeds. Uh huh. But. We'll get there. We will. But that poor little boy did not deserve to die, and I'm glad that he stayed alive even though you were disappointed. He was actually surprisingly a good actor, and I'm going to talk about um, the actor that plays baby Sam as well. I think the actor who plays Dean wasn't very good, but I think Colin Ford is a really, really good actor, surprisingly so. And he does a really good job with his little crying scenes and his little smile scenes and his little, like, screw you, tell me the truth scenes. And I was overall very impressed. And I'm so glad because Colin Ford comes back as Sam every time, at least in what I've seen, every time we see baby Sam. And he's really good at it. Good. So they did good with child actors for the most part in this episode. (laughs) But yeah, they find out another person has died and they go to, you know, investigate. And they talk to this other mom. And it goes pretty smoothly until Sam asks about the wreath. And while I understand that it was an important thing to ask about, that was not the right way to do it. No. I don't know what the right way was, but hey, um, yeah, I know you're worried about your husband who is like kidnapped or some shit. You don't know what happened to him. I mean, we're pretty sure he's dead, but you don't know. Um, Where'd you get that wreath from, by the way? (laughs) Like... Mm. no and he's supposed to be the smart one well yeah but they didn't want to say well yeah some other people who went missing have a wreath like that yeah (laughs) i don't think they're allowed to give away that kind of information i thought the wreath thing not that part but it being a wreath that Mm -hmm. wore the demon in was clever and not something i expected Ooh, good they got you with one then (laughs) yeah um I'm with Dean because Sam says something about the Meadow Suite and he's like, oh, wow, it's amazing. What the hell is Meadow Suite? And that's probably my favorite line of the episode because oh. I love that he acted all interested and like, wow. And then she's like, yeah, no, I don't know what the fuck that is. Because, <laughs> yeah, I hadn't heard of Meadow Suite before. I assume that's a real thing, correct? <laughs> 
I don't know, but okay, probably. <laughs> probably yeah. A lot of the other things they mentioned earlier were real, and I think most of the things they mentioned in, in Supernatural tend to be. I mean, they might you know like twist a few things here and there, but the things they mention are real. So yes, uh, <sighs> they find out that the wreaths were donated to a wreath store by a nice local woman named Madge. Mm-hmm. And we go to their house and it, it is Madge and then her husband Edward, who are stereotypically like fine 1950s Americana folks. <laughs> uh-huh. And they're so charming. That's very. Uh, it was, it's like creepy though, because it's like Stepford Wives when you see a family like that and you're just like, no. Mm, something's off <laughs> and they were terrifying in that way but they were also so sweet you wanted them to be sweet Madge and Edward yeah Dean thinks that there's a chance that they're deliberately murdering people via poisoned uh wreaths mm-hmm. and then they offer him peanut brittle and he tries to eat it <laughs> I did mention mention Sam's the smart one right <laughs> he's the smart one but not so much because if I were Madge and I offered someone peanut brittle and they were about to take it and then the person they were with gave them that it's probably poisoned look, mm. I would immediately think that they were on to me. That's a good point. Yeah. And we do find out that Madge and Edward are pagan gods, not just mm. pagans. And they are deliberately doing this. So maybe they just think this little pissant doesn't know anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm a god. <laughs> yeah, th- there's no way he knows. Or if he does know anything, who cares? What's he going to do about it? Because I'm a god. <laughs> a god who says, oh, fudge. Yes. <laughs> Lovely. Uh-huh. Also, um, not just, oh, fudge. Edward at one point says, sweet Peter on a popsicle stick. And that is my favorite quote. <laughs> yes. They were, they were, I think they are the most fun villains that are like one-time villains that you see in an episode. I loved them more than I loved Sam and Dean. How dare you take that shit back right now. <laughs> I do have a question though. Is the pagans can't be trusted trope a normal thing on this show? Mm, I mean, there's been a lot of episodes and I haven't watched them in a while, but I don't think so, no. I think I think in general, they do eventually get to, like, no religious people can be trusted and no religions are good and that kind of stuff. But it's kind of, like, all, not just one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they're not anti-pagan, necessarily. If that's what you were asking. <laughs> Well, I mean, Sam and Dean probably are after this episode, but. (laughs) Well, this might be an awful thing to say, but Mm -hmm. I think that they, the pagan gods, make somewhat of a good point. Oh, with the numbers? Yes. Yeah. Uh, They say they used to feed on hundreds a year, and now their two of them are only feeding on three creatures a year. Mm -hmm. And. Because they said they were going to do five this year, but it was only because Sam and Dean found out. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's not a huge number. We just don't like the thing they're feeding on. Yeah. So this kind of feels like a commercial for veganism. Oh, God. (laughs) Or possibly for cultural appropriation, because it's like the white man took their holiday and co-opted it for Jesus. And like, instead of getting revenge, they actually toned down their behavior and assimilated. And I think the reason Uh that they left that woman alive is because they only take one parent so the kids are okay after. Because if they only ate three people, it means they went to three separate households. And Mm. I mean, the kids aren't okay, but there's somebody that's going to be taking care of them. Yeah. Because they could have just done two households if they needed three adults. That's true. Well, I, geez, you took this to a place I had never taken it to, so. Are you new? This is what I do every single (laughs) Yeah, I just, I feel like because this is such an important show to me, I was just like, why didn't I think of that? You know, like it just feels, I don't know, more. You're fucking with my show. Stop. I don't like it. Um, I agree with you, though. Like, they have toned it down. But, like, no, Sam and Dean don't give a shit if you're only going to kill one person. I think they might be okay with it if you were going to kill, like, and eat, like, a rapist or something like that. Fine. Have him. All yours. Um, But not just random people. Maybe they don't taste good. Maybe not. Or, like, old dying people probably don't taste good either. I mean, arguably, Grandpa... He wasn't dying. I mean, he's, I guess he was at one point, but wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, yes, they, um, so they go to the hotel room and our motel room. I always want to call it a hotel room. They don't have hotels. Um, motel room. And he, Dean is just sitting there carving the steaks because they figure that's what's going to kill these gods. Um, and then they decide they're going to go at night into the house and sneak in and, they sneak in, they do fine with that, you know, they break into the house, and they quietly walk around, and they're looking around, and everything's fine, it sounds like, it seems like they're doing a good job with that, right? And then in a completely normal toned voice, Sam says, hey, Dean, it's like, whisper, stupid, pagan god wants to kill you. (laughs) Like, why are we not whispering? Did they know at the time they were pagan gods? or did They, they didn't know they were, but they knew that there was something there that they were going to find. So one way or the other, these were not people that you wanted to hear you sneaking around their house, you know? They're not the best and brightest. Like, no, not at all. You, but... They're my favorite idiots in the world. <laughs> uh, they get and captured because they're more. They do. Mm-hmm. And then they say, you know, that they're dealing with Mr. and Mrs. God. So it's good to know. And that's fun. But especially for me, because that means if they're looking at these people and calling them Mr. and Mrs. God, I'm realizing how early on in the show this is because later, and I know you already know this and everybody else knows this, but they meet angels and shit. So this is such an old episode. They hadn't gotten into the Jesus-y stuff yet. And it's so fun for me. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, they're tied down to chairs back to back next to the di- uh, dinner table, and it is filled with lots of food all over the place. It looks really heckin' festive. Heckin' festive, yes. <laughs> In honor of Madge. <laughs> Fudge, yes. Um, yeah, so Madge and Edward come out, and they are very calmly telling them, 
you know, who they are, what they are, what they're going to do. And like, basically it's fine. It's only three people this year and now five with you guys. And really we're doing so well. Um, and, and as they're there, it doesn't look fun what they do at all. No, like the people that they take, even if it's less than it used to be, are not having a good day. No, definitely not. Because yeah, Sam and Dean both get cut on their arms and you know bleed out a little bit, and then um, horrible, horrible, horrifying things happen, like Sam's nail being torn out yeah. and almost Dean's uh, tooth being pulled out, almost. Uh-huh. Um, but before his tooth almost gets pulled out, um, he, he, first of all, he calls Madge a bitch. And Madge talks about how that's awful language and says, you know, when I want to, um, when I want to swear, I say fudge. And so Dean says to her, you fudge and touch me again and I'll fudge and kill you. And <laughs> sweetie, honey, my love. You respect other people when you're yeah, I guess that's something his dad taught him, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, I enjoy that they're pissed off and hurting and all that, but Dean gets really, really angry when they touch his baby bro, and it's just, I thought he was going to hulk out and break out of the chair, but of course not, because they're not that capable. <laughs> but but they then do he get their chance. They do, and before... But before they do, I got to say, the wrench is in his mouth. His tooth is about to be pulled out, and the doorbell rings. And so Dean decides to say, somebody going to get that? You should get that. And I'm like, I, I swear, like, I, I'm surprised that one of them, Madra Edward, didn't just punch them both just to knock them out so they didn't have to keep hearing them talk. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they have to be conscious for the ritual. Maybe. But, but yeah, they're the neighbor. Mm-hmm. arrives and mm-hmm. they are completely kind and beautiful to the neighbor it's like oh are you coming to bridge it's like yes of course we're coming to bridge we love you <laughs> yep and i thought that they were gonna kill her but they didn't no because they gotta keep up appearances they don't want to have to move again right now <laughs> well maybe they liked that one maybe she was fun <laughs> they didn't like her fruitcake, though, because as soon as they were <laughs> the door, they dropped the fruitcake on the ground, stepped on it, and went back to where Sam and Dean used to be. <laughs> Maybe fruitcake doesn't taste good to pagan gods. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I don't but... know if I was used to eating the flesh of humans, fruitcake might not satisfy Ex- Yeah, exactly. It might make a good dipper, but... Oh, God. <laughs> okay. But yes, Sam and Dean are no longer tied to their chairs because somehow, I don't know how, but they escape. Because <laughs> um, they have to, otherwise the show would be over and there would be no more seasons, and that's sad. Um, but yeah. They lost their evergreen stakes in the basement when they, they got did. Ah, Okay, things that the people don't in, who make shows like this don't think about. They exit through two separate doors out of the kitchen area. And um, Sam and Dean are both pressed against the door to hold it closed while, you know, pagan gods are trying to break them down. So, of course, their strength matches. But not only that, Dean pulls a drawer open to block the door. It's a pagan god. They're (laughs) strong, right? Like, what is that going to do, Dean? Like, you're barely holding the door closed. I don't think 
that's going to do shit. But it does, magically, because <laughs> it's a TV show and I've been thinking too far into it. But anyway, uh, they go and they find the Christmas tree. And I guess that's also ever, you know, meadow, whatever. Evergreen. Uh, oh, evergreen, yeah. The pine trees are evergreen. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say evergreen, and then I was like, no, it's that other stuff. But no, yes, it's it's evergreen. <laughs> that's the hubris of gods, though. If you have one thing that can kill you, don't keep it in your house. Get a fake tree. Yeah, why would they have that? It made no sense. Well, it so made sense they would have to have a tree, but maybe they're yeah. so pagan that it's like, okay, even though this thing that can kill us, we just mm-hmm. can't justify getting an unnatural tree. Mm. Well... I guess they weren't expecting a Sam and Dean to show up. Yeah, that's the hubris of gods, where it's just like, what, these mm-hmm. little post ant people are going to come kill us <laughs> with their Christmas tree? That's never going to happen. I'm God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I want them to say that. <laughs> I can see Edward saying that, actually. I'm God, baby. All sleazy-like. Beautiful. Oh, <laughs> oh, but anyway, they end up killing them, obviously, with broken branches from the tree because they have to they're heroes um i enjoyed that they got to kill the one that hurt the other more (laughs) if that makes any sense because this was a very like specifically very like strong brother bond episode especially at the end so it was even more important at least to me that that happened um And I have a fun fact about the ending of this when Sam and Dean are in the motel room and, you know, Dean comes in and finds that Sam is decorated and they've gotten each other gifts and all that. And Sam has made eggnog. And he says, you know, here, try the eggnog. Tell me if it needs a little more like booze. And the fun fact is... If it's true, I read it online a long time ago, but Jared Padalecki, who plays Sam, actually did spike the drink that was not supposed to have any alcohol in it. Uh, And Jensen Ackles didn't know he did that. And apparently there was a lot of booze in it. (laughs) And so when he went to take that sip and he made that face, every face, every time he made a face, he was actually drinking eggnog spiked with way too much alcohol. Yes. (laughs) And... I love their friendship so, so much. And just little things like that make me very happy. Anytime a cast is like that close that they fuck with each other like that or have little moments like that, it makes me really happy. Yeah. (laughs) I just thought their relationship was weird because they (laughs) decided to get each other presents from the like car shop, basically. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) So... I mean, getting someone a candy bar and motor oil makes sense if that's what you have available. Mm-hmm. Um, Dean gets Sam, and I quote, <laughs> skin mags. Uh-huh. Um, first off, I would never, ever consider buying any of my family members a nude magazine, especially <laughs> if I share a very small hotel room with them. Like, the mm-hmm. must be so awkward. <laughs> also... Dean is about to die. This is the last present he's ever going to give him. So his porno mags become like sentimental after he goes. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, there's a couple of things actually, because throughout at least the beginning of the series, Dean is trying to constantly get Sam to like get laid and have fun and that kind of stuff. It's like, it's a goal of his. Like, 
why are you so lame? Why are you such a nerd? Go get sex, basically. Yes, go get sex. Those are my words. Um, so I think that's what the the magazines are for. But I think what's best for me is that Sam gets all excited about these magazines. And that's so un-Sam-like. I don't think Sam is ever looking at those magazines again, but it might become sentimental and he might keep it forever, you know, if Dean were to die. <laughs> but I don't, yeah, it's a very weird gift. I can't imagine ever even talking about porn magazines with my family, let alone buying them some. No. <laughs> mm. The episode does end, though, with them all happy and trying to tell each other that they love each other and then unable so they're like let's just watch the ball game yeah we're yeah we're dudes man (laughs) well okay first of all sam never i mean dean never calls sam bro they don't call each other bro period so when he said merry christmas bro i was like my heart uh and then sam says hey dean and they give each other that i love you look but i'm not going to tell you i love you look and i really wanted dean to say no chick flick moments because that's a thing he says a lot and he didn't say it. Um, I know that it would have ruined the moment, but I really, really wanted him to say yeah. it, and I was disappointed. Except it's Christmas, and he's about to die, and he wants a chick flick. Oh, <laughs> and that was as chick flick moment as they could get, because you know, want to watch the game? Of course, why not? That means I love you. Yeah, but as they're Boys. watching the game, it, mm-hmm. the camera pans out, and you see that now that the Krampus have been defeated. Mm-hmm. It's snowing again. Mm-hmm. And I love that tie-in. I love the weather thing that continuously came up. Oh, and the thing that I didn't notice at all. But now I'm smiling about. <laughs> so thank you for that. <laughs> well, yeah, but you like the characters so much that you weren't paying attention to the setup. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> were they your, were they your um, least favorite characters? Is that what you were saying? You hated Sam and Dean and you loved Madge and Edward? Should we make a Madge and Edward show? was Edward, uh. and my least favorite character was Krampus. And mm. by that, I mean the one that was just like, I'm going to skulk in your house, curly-haired child. <laughs> Cookie. That's how I'm imagining that thing talks. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Well, mine obviously was Dean being my favorite. And then my least favorite for no real reason were the moms and wives, just because I was like, I don't care that you're in this episode. You mean nothing to me. So I chose them for no reason. Well, I, I couldn't mean, they even. had to be in the episode, though. I, yeah. Get information on anything. They could have talked to the curly haired boy instead. Um, I just, I wanted to choose Creep Santa as my least favorite, but at least he made me laugh. Oh. Yeah, he had a he had a purpose. He did, yeah. I guess the moms did too, fine, whatever. Um, <laughs> um is it time for final rating? It is, and I'm gonna let you go first so you can ruin my life. Go ahead. I gave it a seventy. <laughs> oh, okay. Pretty good, like, pretty good. <laughs> I felt all the feelings that I think they wanted me to, but I wanted more of the monsters. Like, yeah. we didn't get to see enough of the Krampus, and the pagans just weren't a big enough deal. Mm. Like, I wanted them to be a bigger part of the show, considering how entertaining they were. I didn't care about going to Perv Santa's house and his business, and <laughs> going to a wreath store. <laughs> there was just a lot of filler, and not as much payoff as I wanted. 
And I also wanted to see more of the demon. We barely got to see the pagan yeah. demon facades at all, and we only got to see Krampus's hand. Mm-hmm. So there, the special effects were not used enough for me. Hmm. Well, a couple of things about that. First, if you enjoyed the villain in this, you probably would enjoy a lot of episodes of this. So hopefully I have more reasons to make you watch them because they generally have really, really good bad guys that are super duper entertaining that you want to keep watching. And a lot of times later on in the se- in the seasons, they do bring a lot of them back for multiple episodes, which is great. Um, the I gave it 100% because I couldn't not. This is one of my favorite Supernatural episodes. I can't say I would give every episode of Supernatural 100%. This one, I had to. It I actually didn't even remember how much I loved this episode. I knew I loved it. I didn't realize how much I loved it. Um, the One of the things that I didn't mention earlier is when they go to the wreath store and they're talking to the shop owner guy, um, if we didn't have that scene, which I do admit was not the most enjoyable scene, but if we didn't have that, we wouldn't have Sammy saying it was yummy about the wreath. Uh. And that was... His bitch face is my favorite Sam face ever. So I'm really glad that that was there. (laughs) Um, I loved everything about it, though. Like, I enjoyed the bad guys. I enjoyed the good guys. The worst part of the show to me was hearing more about what an asshole their dad is, which you hear more and more about. (laughs) Um, But there was nothing that I was like, "Mm, I don't want to watch this scene, you know? Yeah. Even Sam's nail being pulled out of his finger. (laughs) <laughs> it was hard to watch, but it was a good thing for them to do. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, so am I. And we're going to see now if you enjoy <laughs> what I chose. <laughs> I chose Santa Fe's High Flying Adventure. Mm-hmm. You did indeed. Something I had never even heard about except for when you had mentioned it to me. <laughs> yeah, I my parents taped it on TV in 1987. It was the year it came out. I don't think it ever aired again. Hmm. And according to Amazon, it's Christmas Eve and all the children around the world are dreaming of the toys Santa Claus will bring. This year, Santa has asked Santa Bear to deliver toys to the South Pole where they have never celebrated Christmas. But trouble begins when Bully Bear steals the toys and Santa Bear's identity. It's Mm. not streaming anywhere, but you can find an extended trailer on YouTube. (laughs) There are no Rotten Tomatoes scores because this is something that was released only on VHS. (laughs) It's something that you are literally probably the only person who has seen. Yeah, there's somebody out there that's going to hear this title and just start crying like, oh my god, remember this. But for most people, they're just going to be like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I was like, what the fuck? Okay, no, I wasn't even like, what the fuck? Because I think because you are you, anything that's nostalgic to you, this is going to be so disgusting for me to even say, but anything that's nostalgic to you, I want to know about because I'm like, oh, you used to be a baby child once. That's so cute. I have feelings. Yeah, what happened to those? (laughs) Um, You put them all in these cartoons. I get it. I do still have feelings for that opening song. I don't think it could be a full song with like a chorus and a hook and verses, Mm -hmm. but 
the lyrics were kind of deep and they kind of speak to me. Is the opening song not the same song that is in the show? I'm guessing not. I don't remember the what the opening song was. starts with, um, the first lyrics are, if there's a place where all your dreams come true, you're never alone. Aw, that's cute. I didn't pay enough attention to the opening song. <laughs> I will say, though, again, I have never even heard of this or seen anything of it until now. But for some reason, the second it started, I'm like, how am I nostalgic for this? I've never seen this in my life. But it was like more nostalgia for cartoons of that time because they all kind of looked the same and sounded the same and that kind of stuff. And speaking about of soundings or the way things sounded, um, none of the voices, okay, I'll be more specific, Santa's, Santa Bear's, and then later Bully Bear's voices do not match them at fucking all. And it's not a negative thing necessarily. <laughs> it's, it's funny that you say that because Santa Bear and Bully Bear have the same voice actor. Wow, do they? <laughs> yes, uh, his name is Bobby McFerrin. And if you recognize that name, it's because he's saying, don't worry, be happy. Oh my God. <laughs> well, that's job well done, sir, because... Those were very different voices. Santa Bear looked like he should have a very, very little itty-bitty baby voice, and he didn't. And it was not bad. It just was unexpected. Bully Bear, I was expecting to have a more evil voice, and he didn't. Well, um, that didn't and evil to you. What? That didn't sound evil to you. <laughs> yeah, real evil. Um, I guess for this cartoon, it was. It sounded like <laughs> fucking pesky. <laughs> It did. Oh, God. And that's the least evil you could be. Um, That's not true. But Santa's voice was sexy as hell. I don't know who the hell did Santa's voice. but John um, Malkovich. Well done, John Malkovich. Who's that? Uh, you've never heard Some of being John Malkovich? I probably have. I don't know what the hell that, who the hell or what the hell I'm thinking of. Okay. Oh, it doesn't okay. matter. Sexy voice. Yeah. It was just all very unexpected. It was. The music in this is so wildly inconsistent, and it hurts me. <laughs> that first song is so pretty, and I love it so much. Mm -hmm. And then when you actually get to the characters and into it, it immediately shifts into Could you imagine working there? Because over and over loud as uh, hell i'm just like oh my god what is wrong with you and then there's another song later and it sounds like the music is warped and it's a xylophone it sounds like a warped xylophone oh no oh like, well maybe when you work there that's like all you've ever heard your whole life so it just is normal and it's what's good who knows they're maybe. like elves and shit so <laughs> Why not? But mm. they open with Santa Bear. It's mm. a pretty good intro to him. Mm. Uh, he has gone out on one of the busiest days in the factory, the day before Christmas Eve, to mm. find a mouse's shoes. Yeah. So it's nice that he did something small that many people find inconsequential to help one other creature, but he yeah. also left a bunch of other people completely <laughs> boned by ditching them. Yep. <laughs> and 
the setup for that character of being really good at one-on-one but missing the big picture mm-hmm. is good. It's it was smart yeah. for what that character is. Yeah, and it did a good job of making me care about him. Because, like, it was sweet what he was doing. It made, like, it was heartwarming. Like, this poor little mouse is, was a she, I think. Maybe. I don't uh, think the, we ever find out. Yeah, I'm going to call it the mouse then. The mouse's feet hurt, and all the mouse he wanted was the shoes back. And so it was cute. It was sweet that, you know, Santa Bear decided to go do that. Anyway. But, yeah, big pictures are not – Santa Bear's not there mentally, I don't think. No. <laughs> but they're looking at previous pictures because they take a group photo and then Santa Bear sees a picture that looks like him but he knows he was never in mm-hmm. and are these bears named by Santa or were they just born with these <laughs> names because with a name like Bully Bear how was he going to get anywhere in life that's I actually literally wrote the same thing down like okay wait did was his name Bully Bear before he did all this shit or did his name become Bully Bear because he did all this shit which way did it go because that's really important I think well it also brings up the question did Santa Bear just have a really unfortunate name for the first however many <laughs> until he got in with Santa or... oh yeah maybe he was just shitty bear who knows um no, not in a children's cartoon, I guess. Um, Santa explains that he typecasts his helpers, so they are always white bears who look exactly the same, and when one of them fucks up, he just replaces it with an exact replica. <laughs> How and sweet Santa. Then, mm-hmm. as he is tucking Santa Bear into bed, he exposits that no one has seen or heard from Bully Bear since last Christmas. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> yeah, it could, the, the anvil is dropped, man. It couldn't <laughs> have been any more obvious, but this is also for, like, four-year-olds. So yeah. Don't... You want them to have that moment where they're like, oh. <laughs> What it's made cute. me angry, though, is mm-hmm. after they go to bed, the mouse comes out of the wall and snuggles up with Santa Bear. So mm-hmm. these mice are expected to provide manual labor for this man and they don't even get their own beds no he's santa fuck you um i thought it was cute that they had that close friendship and then it made even more sense why santa bear went out to find the shoes because that was that same mouse right i believe yes i assume they were that close of friends and then later on he tells santa that missy who we meet later is his very oh that's true yeah that's true oh yeah he wants to bone missy bear though that's the difference so uh-huh uh-huh we'll get there though um but yeah he sings the mouse his little song and it's cute in that way where this is an old cartoon and this little bear is going to sing his little song and it's going to be sweet and important. I didn't expect it was going to come back again later on. It's and not it a does. Song. It's not. And it didn't need to come back. And then it comes back twice, I believe. Yes. <laughs> and that's the one where it has like the weird warped xylophone. Yeah. And I always thought it was warped because my tape got super old. But no, it, that's just how it sounds. <laughs> that was a choice someone made mm-hmm. well let's just you know talk about how shitty a musician that person is <laughs> they're 
packing up Santa's sack of toys the next day, and Santa there sees someone in the bag with eyes exactly like mine. And Is he blind? Home, Santa, Santa Bear, because those eyes don't even look like his. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> but Santa is a moron because uh-huh. instead of dumping the bag out, he just throws four humans inside of the dark ass bag to check things mm-hmm. out. Yeah, that's and fine. You can just replace big them. Expository story about how an appearance from Bully Bear would be the end of Christmas as we know it. He just throws them in there and goes, "Oh, they probably got it." <laughs> yep. Well. I mean, if he's replacing his same white bear with another white bear every time the old one fucks up, he can do that with his humans, too. If they die, just get new ones. Who cares? Well, no, but I'm saying it's an inefficient way to check a bag. That's true. It is. And we yeah. find that out later because he was actually in the damn bag and <laughs> did not find him because they were too busy elbowing each other in the sternum. Yeah. Well, what's great is they they like pull the the box out and they're like, "Oh, you just saw your own reflection." And Santa Bear's like, "Oh, ha, 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 I did. I must have. That's great because those eyes look just like mine. So it was just my eyes. It's like those eyes look nothing like yours, sweetie. Nothing like yours. <laughs> Even if they did, mm-hmm. if it's too dark to see in the bag, reflective surfaces don't reflect. Mm, that's a good point. No one's smart in this. No. Including me, apparently. <laughs> but they go out to deliver the presents, and of course, Santa mm-hmm. Claus takes Santa Bear, because that's how this works. Of course. And Santa explains, as they're flying, that they are going to the South Pole. And he mm-hmm. says, all the creatures of the South Pole are not so sure there's a thing as Christmas. Life is so hard there that they don't know whether to believe in me or not. And then, instead of going there himself, prioritizing (laughs) these people that are so in need of something good and so skeptical of him, he Mm -hmm. outsources the job to a bear in a hat who he believes is so dumb that he got confused by his own reflection. Yeah, he... Not only that, like, you would think anywhere Santa goes to, you know, drop off presents. It's the one time a year you do this, man. It's kind of important. It's kind of your whole thing. Don't send someone who's never done it to do it for you. It's pretty important, especially the South Pole one. (laughs) There was a previous Santa Bear movie in which he delivered presents to the animals of the forest, which makes sense. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense that Santa is like, these people need me the most. You do it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Santa Bear in the the toy sack (laughs) wearing a parachute. And all their own parachute. (laughs) oh no that's awful (laughs) so good so awful Santa Bear and it's just like these people if they don't believe in Santa Claus they don't even believe in Santa's helpers and it's like that feels Uh, kind of both stakes at this point (laughs) they're like why are the good guys in movies and shows always so not smart they're always like we were just talking about it with the supernatural episode i mean granted totally different things but still they're so dumb like how are you that dumb (sighs) but yeah he hears his song (sighs) i didn't need it i i okay i 
I was I loved meeting Missy. She was adorable. She's my favorite character. She's the most capable out of all of them. <laughs> um, and so I adored her. I didn't need their little, oh, it's my song. I made it up. No, it's my song. I made it up. Me, me, shut up. <laughs> he hears her singing the song and he looks straight into the camera like he's on the fucking office. <laughs> that was good. That was and, good, a good touch. Uh-huh. And then she asks who he is and he's like, I'm an official Santa's helper. And she's like, <laughs> or is he just flexing on that girl? <laughs> he's flexing AF. Um, he was so into her. She uh-huh. introduces herself, and all she says is her name, and he's like, oh, Missy. I'm like, really? Children's I cartoon. I cannot uh-huh. blame him at all, though. She has a great speaking voice. Her, like, headband mm-hmm. collar combo it's is super so funky. so cute. She's got her own helicopter. It's just mm-hmm. like, she's a badass. Yep. You said my word. I was so proud. <laughs> but... They have this argument over which of them made up the most obvious lyrics to the most obvious melody in the entire world. Uh-huh. At which point, Bully Bear breaks out of the toy sack and starts running. <laughs> <laughs> they catch uh. in her helicopter, and yep. then Sansa Bear is the biggest stooge. Bear catches him, explains who he is, and while Santa Bear is like, you can't do that, that's mean, he ties him up, switches their clothes, yep. covers his mouth with a bow, and takes the wanted poster that he just carries <laughs> in his own pocket introductions and tapes it to him. He was great. He was hilarious. It was it was almost I wanted him to have a moment where he looked at Santa Bear and said, you know, you're making this almost too easy for me. Yeah. <laughs> Santa Bear is an idiot. <laughs> and I loved that his plan was literally just to break the toys and give them to the kids in the town. Yep. He has nothing to personally gain from this. It is pure spite. Yep. Oh, yeah. And okay, he he leaves, and the penguin cops show up. And as Santa Bear is trying to explain to them, like, oh, you have to go get him. Bully Bear was here, and he's going to do this, that, and the other, and whatever. They see the wanted poster that he has taped to him, and they pass it down a row to each other, the penguin cops do. And I can't remember exactly the way they do it, but they do a <laughs> thing, yeah. And it was so fun i don't know why i enjoyed the penguin cops everything from when they were running out to see what was going on to that to like yeah screw you you're not telling us the truth you're clearly bully bear thing it was very fun (laughs) an obvious setup and they're just dumb yeah everyone in this is dumb Well, and also, Missy Bear, or Missy Bear, Missy comes out, I guess she's Missy Bear, um, she comes out and she sees Santa Bear, and granted, they haven't met each other for very long, I mean, they haven't known each other for very long, but later on, Santa Bear sings their song. When you're trying to explain to her that you're you, why don't you sing the song then? You know, before you end up in jail. (laughs) This is the problem. She's mm-hmm. trying to fly away, and then she hears him singing the song, and she says, it must be. It can only be. And it's like, no. 
it cannot only be because you made up the exact same song and the that low that he could have made it up to or even <laughs> heard you and Point Dexter singing it to one another like two feet from him earlier. Mm-hmm. So, no, it couldn't only be. No, that's true. But he's singing and then the penguin cops are dancing, but they're not dancing to the thing he's singing. No, not at all. Maybe, well, I mean, penguins have weird, like, feet things, and they walk weird anyway, so maybe they were dancing to that. It's just, when you're a penguin and you dance, it just is not to the rhythm ever. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she decides to go break him out of jail. Yeah, not explain to the cops. <laughs> just nope. go break him out. Uh-huh. So that was a decision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She Uh, wants to bounce because it's too dangerous down there. And he responds that he's going to go back anyway because it's mm -hmm. the right thing to do to save Christmas for the South Pole. Not for the South Pole, but due to the ramifications it could have on other areas. (laughs) I mean, we don't know who lives in the South Pole. Mm -hmm. We don't know the background of these inhabitants. But Mm -hmm. at that point, I felt relatively sure that they weren't white. Yeah. Well, and it's maybe if Santa gave a shit enough about them to show up himself, they would believe in him and this wouldn't be an issue to begin with because Santa would have been here. I don't think Bully Bear would have done this to Santa. I don't think Bully Bear would have been able to do this to Santa. Yeah, so stupid Santa. Mm -hmm. It really gave me racist vibes, even though we don't know the race of the people living there. And it's also like oh, no, but what would happen to other places? And it's like, yeah, no wonder these people don't give a fuck about Santa. <laughs> yeah. Like, he doesn't. He clearly does not give a fuck about them. Well, this was the, what, 80s, you said, right? This 87. cartoon? 87. So, yeah, it was definitely racist. We just didn't worry too much about it because most things were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, ugh, this is where Bully Bear and Santa Bear have a conflict on the roofs. The mm-hmm. music is good again in that scene, if not mm-hmm. a little generic. Yeah. But eventually, Santa Vera manages to stop him from giving any houses broken toys. And <laughs> then Bully Bear slides off of the roof and is holding on with one hand. Mm-hmm. And Santa Bear tries to help him up. And Bully Bear takes his hand and attempts to throw him <laughs> off the roof instead. It's like, wow, that escalated quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But then he falls with him. Yeah, and I so. thought the penguins were using that tarp thing to try and catch them safely, but no, it looked and sounded so painful. <laughs> it did, yeah. Well, none of these, I was going to say people, people, animals, whatever, none of the characters in this are good at anything except for Missy, because yeah. at least she even was able to think quickly and go, oh shit, here, <laughs> use this, you know? Not her fault that they didn't know how to use it right. No. <laughs> um. Santa Claus finally shows up to sort this whole mess out, and this is when he becomes my least favorite character. <laughs> okay. Okay. This is a dramatic reenactment. The bears have both lost all of their clothes in the fall. Uh-huh. And Santa says, How can I tell who's who? Bear one says, Is me Santa Claus? Santa Bear. <laughs> and Bear two says, It's me, Santa Claus. Santa Bear. The fact that one of them is talking like, <laughs> like 
Pesci level Italian mafioso is not enough to convince him of which is which bear. I think I'm going to loop that for the rest of eternity. I've done so many accents today. <laughs> it was my favorite thing. Oh, man. But yeah, he, like, they sound totally different. Their eyes look totally different. You're an asshole for not knowing which one is your bear. Like, come on. Well, and then I, he asks them, oh, go ahead. I don't even think the eyes look that different. It might be you just can't tell the difference between bears. But it's if you're talking to a person, you're like, I've lived with you for a year. I don't know whether or not you have that accent. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. really? Is this, is this not a person that you care about at all? Clearly not, because if he fucked up, he was going to just be kicked to the curb, just like Bully Bear had been. Maybe he would be Bully Bear number two. Um, <laughs> um, maybe Bully Bear was a nice guy and then Santa just disparaged him after he got kicked out and he had like he had nothing and he had to turn into a life of God. <laughs> oh man maybe his name was Santa Bear maybe every time he brings a new bear in he just calls them Santa Bear and then when he's done with them he kicks them out and calls them Bully Bear this is not the first time this has happened who knows Bully Bear is also not smart, though. No, because my favorite quote happens when Santa asks them to say their, in their own words what Christmas means. And he says, something for nothing, getting presents. I'm like, were you trying? Was that you trying? You know what you were supposed to say, right? <laughs> why would you ever tell him the truth? Yeah, like, why don't you just pretend to be Santa Bear? I thought that was the point here. <laughs> like there was no way that he didn't know what santa bear's answer would have been no but what's what was really confusing to me is that then santa bear says the whole like oh giving presents and blah 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 that whole thing and then santa explains how basically it's all about you know doing the right thing and not hurting people i don't know he says all this shit perhaps now you finally realize that you're responsible for everything you say and do Mm mm-hmm and Bear's response is even the things that nobody sees you say or do. And it's the <laughs> weirdest, the way he says it is the weirdest. Like, Bobby McFerrin was losing grip on that accent. Oh my god, I want to loop every time to Bully Bear. <laughs> I'm just going to create an audio of just your accents from today. Oh my god. Nuts. I didn't even get it, but he was uh, no. losing that. Sound. Yeah. Yeah. But, and, okay, see, I thought that moment was like them what they I thought what they were going to do with the ending was that Bully Bear was going to be like, "Oh, I just want to be loved and I didn't know and blah blah blah. I've learned my lesson, this and that." And he was going to get his little sweet happy ending where he learned things, you know. But yeah. it they didn't do it. He like tries to sneak off even though yeah. just a second ago he's like <laughs> He went. He just dips like sleep. Yeah. Peace. Well, he he did what he said. He was they were like they they just told him, like, yeah, especially the things no one sees you doing. And he's like, Okay, I'm just gonna sneak out of here no one's seeing me do it. <laughs> it was um, sad. I wanted a better yeah. ending. Well, Missy may have gotten a better ending because Santa <laughs> tells her that she has a family now, ours. And mm-hmm. that would be way more touching if we didn't know that all of Santa's animal family are basically slaves. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. You can come work for Santa now. Yeah. 
I don't think she's going to stay very long. So you know what? That one mouse is going to get her best friend back again if she wants him. Because Missy's not not sticking around for Santa Bear. Maybe Santa Bear will go with him. Who knows? Oh. <laughs> I did uh, think it was adorable that Santa hitched her helicopter to the back of his sleigh. And that was cute. Was in the toad helicopter. It yeah. probably pissed his deer off a lot. <laughs> Yeah, good. Add more weight, please. <laughs> like, you know, that thing flies. Helicopter. <laughs> yeah, like that thing flies on its own. We we don't need to be... <laughs> barely. Oh, no. Oh, okay, is this episode over yet? You've made too many puns. Too many bear puns. Oh, that wasn't even intentional. <laughs> there was also, in the song, there was some bear pun. I didn't write it down, yeah, but they kept this... going back for you to bear in mind. That that's right, yeah. It's awful. Mm. And I love puns and it was awful. Yeah. But they say uh, the South Pole isn't very celebratory of Christmas, but then at the end after Santa leaves, we see Christmas lights everywhere. Yeah. Like, even jail has Christmas lights and it's closed for the holiday. So did <laughs> Santa just show up and just put lights on everything? Maybe while he, like, left Santa Bear to take care of everything and, like, took off, he had enough time to come back and was like, okay, clearly Santa Bear fucked this up. Let me fix it real quick. And then went to save. Or not save him, but, like, go get him. Because <laughs> he didn't save him. Yeah. Because <laughs> these people didn't put those lights up if they're mm-hmm, no or Santa's like, oh, they don't believe in me, but these people actually still celebrate Christmas. They might not believe in Santa, but, you know, they actually still celebrate Christmas, you know? They and he's like... Me. Do they believe in their electric bill, bitch? <laughs> oh, Santa's an asshole. Okay, he's my least favorite. I didn't have a least favorite character, and now I do. <laughs> As far as asshole Santas, though, I don't think this one is as big of an asshole as some others. He's just dumb. Oh, that's fun because I don't know many, like, assholes. I know that there have been movies with asshole Santas. I haven't seen any of them. <laughs> so. Um, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Twas the Night Before Christmas. If you want some asshole Santas in your Christmas life. <laughs> Oh, I was thinking about, oh, uh, what's the, like the grand, no, is it grandpa? Some Something, there's some movie bad with Santa. a bad Santa, that's the one. I haven't seen it. Me neither. I, I'm assuming he's an asshole Santa. <laughs> maybe. All right. Ready for final I ratings? Am. Okay. Uh, I gave it a 55. Ooh. Like, I watch this for the nostalgic factor every year, and I was really excited to share it with you for that reason. Mm-hmm. But objectively, this is not a particularly good special. <laughs> like, a lot of the music sounds warped, the animation isn't particularly nice, and the story isn't especially good. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of charming, it's enjoyable enough, and it's like 25 minutes long. Yeah. If you, over, or if you watch this when you were a kid, you'll like it. Yeah. I'm surprised because I gave it a 60% and I thought that was really low and I was afraid that I was going to be doing this to your childhood. But I mean, I'm not going to watch it again, but it was enjoyable for what it was. It still gave me nostalgic feels, even though I haven't ever seen it, like I said. And it was cute. You know, it was it was fine. (laughs) So I couldn't give it anything lower than that for some reason. 
when the bear in mind song gets stuck in your head and you're oh. sitting there tonight repeating it, you'll drop your rating. <laughs> oh, probably. Maybe lower. And I will curse you as I do. <laughs> I look forward to it. Mm. Uh, I'm so happy that we got to do this bonus episode. Me too. And we will be back to regularly scheduled episodes on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And if you want to know the next time we do a bonus, you can subscribe. And you can check us out on social media. We're on Instagram at Millennials at the Movies. We're on Twitter, Millennials ATM. And my personal Twitter is Amy, that's A-M-I underscore movies. And mine is Cantaloupe underscore eyes like the fruit. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.